0: Crazy for you.
1: hallelujah Jesus Jesus the song said that my daddy is the king and I am royalty hallelujah so we're gonna go ahead and start the sermon hallelujah we are here uh, normally at 5 30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time if you're in South Dakota uh, if you're in this time zone it's usually about 4 30 we're starting a little uh, a little late uh, it's 7 30 um, South Dakota time at 8 30, a little after 8 30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, we saw our oldest daughter off at prom through uh, online, and so we're starting a little late. We apologize to everybody. Hallelujah! We'll start off, we'll go right into the sermon and start off with a short prayer in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Jesus, so good. Hallelujah. I'm going to start out with a short prayer. Jesus, you are so good, Jesus. You are mighty and wonderful and worthy of all praise, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We ask that you lift us up, Jesus. As you direct us, Jesus. As you help us, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, to see your truth, Jesus, for you are the spirit of truth, Jesus, and you are the spirit of prophecy, Jesus. Your spirit is the spirit of prophecy, Jesus. We just want to thank you, Jesus, for your love, for your grace, for your mercy, for your upliftment, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are Jesus who you are. You are the great I am, Jesus. You are the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, Jesus. You are, Jesus, great and mighty and wonderful and worthy of all praise. And we just want to thank you, Jesus, for what you have given us. For you have given us, Jesus, peace. You have given us upliftment, Jesus. You have given us your blessing, Jesus. You have given us direction, Jesus. We just want to thank you for your love, for your grace, for your mercy. when want to ask you to rebuke every demon, Jesus. Every demonic force, every principality, every power and authority, Jesus. You are power, Jesus. You are might, Jesus. You smite all of our enemies, Jesus. All witchcraft, Jesus. All wizardry all divination, all witchcraft, the spells, voodoo spells, words and assignments and incantation. You smite it with your mighty right arm, Jesus. Your mighty right hand, Jesus. You are the mighty power, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. You are the creator, Jesus. You are the great I am, Jesus. You said before Abraham was, I am in the holy name of Jesus. Uplift our families, Jesus. Uplift our marriages, Jesus. Uplift our fellowships in the holy name of Jesus. We continue to go forward and go forward. Jesus into this sermon into this day into our night Jesus and into the rest of our our weekend Jesus and your holy Shabbat Jesus and in your um your um, into Sunday in the holy name of Jesus bless us and help us Jesus to read your word to get what we need out of your word Jesus to dreams and visions and revelations and personal revelations in the holy name of Jesus we pray and we say hallelujah amen in the holy name of Jesus hallelujah and so we, we text um, everyone about uh, an event Jesus um, inspired us to, to, to put on, to create, um, called Mitchell Revival Week. So we will be doing that from um, this Monday uh, going all the way into Sunday. Just praise and worship all day, uh, prayer all day. And uh, we will, um, of course, share it with you guys. Um, we'll share the the login with you guys this this same login for this uh, sermon every Saturday and, and of course with the the same thing for the the uh, the, 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 the film uh, the movie night and so it's the same login and we'll uh, just be praising and worship all day everybody's welcome to join online and appraise and worship with us online if you can't make it in person hallelujah and so we're gonna go right into the sermon Jesus led us into Matthew 16 and this 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 sermon is called, A sign given. Hallelujah, Jesus. Remember, um, Jesus talked about in Matthew that that no sign would be given but the sign of Jonah. So we're going to read that. Hallelujah. We're going to go right into that scripture. Jesus led us right to that scripture. Hallelujah. So we're in Matthew 16, 1 through 12. Hallelujah. Matthew 16, 1 through 12. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is so good to us. We're going to turn there. Hallelujah. Matthew 16, 1 through 12, says, The Pharisees also with the Sadducees came, and, tempting, desired him that he he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said unto them, When it is evening, you say it will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and lowering. O oh, you hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky, but can you not discern the signs of the times? A wicked and adulterous generation seeketh after a sign, and there shall no man be given, um, no sign be given into it, but the sign of the prophet Jonas. That's Jonah, and he left them, and departed and when his disciples were come to the other side they had forgotten to take bread when jesus said unto them take heed and beware of the leaven of the pharisees and of the sadducees and they reasoned among themselves saying it is because we have taken no bread which when jesus perceived he said unto them o ye of little faith why reason ye among yourselves because ye have brought no bread Do you not understand, neither remember the five loaves of the 5,000 and how many baskets you took up? Neither the seven loaves of the 4,000 and how many baskets you took up? How is it that you do not understand that I speak it not to you concerning bread, that you should beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees? Then understood they how that he bade them not beware of the leaven of bread, but of the doctrine of the Pharisees and of the Sadducees. Hallelujah. And so the the this this he talks about the wicked and adulterous generation. Okay. And and he's talking about, of course, he was talking about that period of time. But of course, this this is of course it's always prophetic. When Jesus is speaking, he was talking about then and he was talking about now. That a wicked and adulterous generation would always be looking for a sign. That they would be looking for a sign. But they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to discern, right, from the scriptures, from the things that Jesus said that that the, the simplicity of the times that we're living in is the sign. We don't have to look anywhere for a sign. All we have to do is all we have to do is go out and look at what's happening around us right here in the moment. What is going on around us? Jesus has put it right in front of our, our faces. If we have the Holy Spirit, he said he will bring everything into our remembrance. He would bring us into all truth. Hallelujah. And so the next scripture that Jesus led us to is Ezekiel 3. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 3. We're going to turn there briefly, briefly. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 3. Okay, he said, no sign will be given except for the sign of Jonah. Okay. All right. And that sign of Jonah, was a prophet yelling out, "Repent, repentance." Okay, a time of repentance. We're living in that time now of these um, revivals. That's why Jesus put on our heart to create a, re- a revival. Hallelujah, a revival, which deals mainly in repentance. Hallelujah, we're dealing with something that has everything to do with repentance. Jesus said that we are supposed to live our uh, live our lives, right. In repentance, live a life of repentance. Hallelujah! So now, and we have prophets yelling out, "Repent!" Just like John the Baptist, "Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. For the kingdom of God is near." Just like John the Baptist. Okay. Now Ezekiel, Jesus spoke to Ezekiel and told him to speak similar words. All right. Except for this was um, this was the, the the call of a prophet. Okay. And we know that we, that that that. If we keep the words of God, if we keep the laws of God, if we keep the sayings of God, of Jesus, in our hearts, that sermon on the mount, in our hearts, he will um, sustain us. And it becomes enjoyable. It becomes sweet. This is what Jesus spoke to Ezekiel about. And this is what Ezekiel experienced. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Ezekiel 3, 1 through 11 says, Moreover, he said unto me, Son of man, eat that thou findest, eat this roll, and go speak unto the house of Israel. Hallelujah. This is the time that we live in. So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, Son of man, cause thy belly to eat, and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee. Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as honey for sweetness. And he said unto me, Son of man, go get thee unto the house of Israel, go to the house of Israel, and speak with my words unto them. For thou art not sent to a people of a strange speech, and of a hard a hard language, but to the house of Israel. Not to many people of a strange speech, and of an hard language, whose words thou canst not understand, surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. They would have listened. Okay? Uh, surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. They would have listened to you. Okay? That, that's what he's saying. He's saying, Jesus is saying, we, they would have listened. They would have listened. Excuse me for one second. Hallelujah. They would have listened. Okay? And so this is a, this, this listening, okay? This listening to the prophet is a serious issue. Okay? Surely had I sent thee to them, they would have hearkened unto thee. They would have listened to, to thee. But the house of Israel, okay? He's saying that if, if, if I'd have sent you to a people, a, a foreign people, they would have listened to you. But a, a familiar people, Okay, but the house of Israel were not will not hearken will not listen Unto you They won't listen to you Okay For they will not hearken unto me. They will not listen to me They won't listen to Jesus. They won't listen to God himself So how are they gonna listen to the Prophet? Okay, remember? Um Remember Lazarus, the, the parable of Lazarus and the and the rich man. Okay, and the rich man uh, said that please go back and speak, and 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 if if, if uh, you raise yourself from the dead and speak to speak to um, my family. Remember, he said that. Well. Well, he didn't say exactly say raise yourself from the dead, but he, he said that if, um, you, he said, and, and Abraham responded to the rich man and said, We, you, you, your brothers and sisters, your people have the prophets, have the law and the prophets. They have the prophets. Surely they will listen to them. They won't, they won't listen to, um, to me, even if, even if, I will to I will to resurrect from the dead. They won't listen to me. Okay, they have the prophets, and so he said that to him for a reason. Because for this exact same reason, it's saying here in Ezekiel we're in Ezekiel three, um, and we're in line seven. But the house of Israel will not hearken, will not listen unto thee, for they will not listen, they will not hearken unto me. They will not hearken unto me. God is saying they won't listen to to me. They won't listen to God. They won't listen to Jesus. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted, hard-headed, stubborn, stiff-necked. It all means the same thing. Hallelujah. Behold, he says to the prophet, Ezekiel. Jesus says to the prophet, Behold, I have made your face strong against their faces, because they are hard hearted, they're hard faced, they're hard headed, they're stiff necked, and thy forehead strong against their forehead. They have a hard head. <laughs> they're they're <laughs> they're very, very stubborn. And as an adamant harder than flint, have I made thy forehead, have I made your forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house moreover he said unto me son of man all my words that i shall speak unto thee receive in thine heart receive in your heart and hear with thine ears and hear with your ears okay and go get thee to them of the captivity okay because at this time the children of israel have been taken away captive to babylon judea specifically judah have been taken away captive because the rest of the the northern tribes they were taken away to assyria the southern tribes judah right around jerusalem judah was taken to judah um and benjamin and some of the Le- most of the levites were taken to babylon okay and this is the captivity that God is speaking to Ezekiel about because Ezekiel is among them. He's in Babylon. Okay, if you remember in this story, he said by the river Chibar. Okay, and we're going to go into that in a minute. But that's that's in Babylon. Okay, that's in um, in, in Susa or Shushan. Okay, that's a, that's in the same area um, where Esther was, because remember, Babylon was taken over, was conquered by the Medes and the Persians. The kingdoms of media and persia okay remember the, the 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 king that esther ended up um being uh married to she was the queen he was the king that was a persian king she was in babylon she was in the same area that ezekiel was in that was the same area susa okay all right and chibar was in that same area okay so he's saying here that to go to get thee to them of the captivity unto the children of thy people of your people and speak unto them and tell them Thus saith the Lord God whether they will hear or whether they will forbear whether they will hear or whether they won't listen Okay, and this is the same thing that Isaiah talked about. Okay, because Isaiah was the prophet before Um around the same time and actually before more so in the period of the Israelites the northern tribes being taken away to Assyria he was before Jeremiah, but he spoke of the things that were going to happen to to Judah and um, the rest of Israel. He talked about both of those those instances, and he talked about that that if you will hear with your ears and listen with your heart. He talked about that, that and then Jesus repeated it, and then and then Peter repeated it to the um, to the Jews when they couldn't understand what had happened when the Holy Spirit fell. And then when they couldn't understand um, what was going on and how they couldn't understand why they um, why there was a change going on and why the Gentiles were receiving the Holy Spirit as well. Hallelujah. And so we have this, this uh, what we read in Matthew 16, about a wicked and adulterous generation that looks for a sign. But then you have this, and then no sign will be given but the sign of Jonah, who's yelling out, repent, repent. And then you had John the Baptist, who was yelling out, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near, for the kingdom of God is near. And then you have Ezekiel. Right, who was this, this, a similar prophet during that time saying and God was telling him go to the house of Israel go to a people that are not of a, a, a strange language go to a people that are of a familiar language because the people who are of a strange language who are strangers they will listen to you but if you go to the people of a, um, of a familiar language your people they won't listen to you because they haven't listened to me they haven't listened to Jesus this is something we have to think about now because if we go to a people, right? Jesus said that no prophet is welcome in his own hometown. If we go to a people that are strange from of another place, they will listen to us. Hallelujah! But if we go to our own people, sometimes the people, the place where we come from, sometimes people that look like us, but more so where we come from, we don't. Nobody wants to hear. Hallelujah. But Jesus is saying, for this wicked and adulterous generation, because right now, it's like the whole world is kind of like that. That's why he said that. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks for a sign. Always looking for a sign. Always looking for a sign. Even worship signs, which becomes divination. Hallelujah. But he said, no sign be given but the sign of Jonah. That's repentance. Jesus said, live a life of repentance. That's knowing that the signs are just simply the world that we live in. S- the, the sinfulness the the increase of sin just like we were talking about earlier hallelujah so jesus um led us next to revelation 10 okay because remember we we, we, we read okay okay that uh the, that that word of god that that pulls us away from sin is sweet okay it, it, it revives us okay he said that here Moreover, um, he said unto me in, in the line one of Ezekiel three, "Son of man, eat that what thou findest. Eat this roll and go speak unto the house of Israel." So I opened my mouth, and he caused me to eat that roll. And he said unto me, "Son of man, cause thy belly to eat and fill thy bowels with this roll that I give thee." Then did I eat it, and it was in my mouth as um, as honey for sweetness. Okay, so he said it was it was sweet. Okay. The word of God is sweet. We're gonna um, Jesus led us up to Revelation ten. Revelation ten. We're gonna go back into the into the Exodus story. This is this is very relevant to that. Hallelujah. Um, Revelation ten. We're gonna start at line nine. This is John, the Apostle John, and I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me the little book. And he said unto me. He said unto me. He said. He said unto him, "Give me, give me the little book." And he said unto me, "Take it and eat it up, and it shall make thy belly bitter, but it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey." Okay. He said it will make it. It will be. It will be sweet as, as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Okay, because John received something i'm a little bit different than what ezekiel did that it would be it would end up being um the 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 bitterness the end is, is bitter this 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 period of time this tribulation is a bitter and he said unto me thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings okay and so that that word of god is sweet hallelujah And so um, now Jesus led us up to Ezekiel, going back to Ezekiel. Ezekiel 1, we're going to read chapter 1. And Jesus has us um, skipping around a little bit in chapter 1. Ezekiel 1, line 1. Now it came to pass in the 30th year, in the 4th month, in the 5th day of the month, as I was among the captives by the river Chebar, that the heavens were opened and I saw visions of God. In the fifth day of the month, which was the fifth year of King Jehoiakim's captivity, the word of the Lord came expressly unto Ezekiel the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans, okay, the Chaldeans, that's, that's Babylon, by the river Chebar. And the hand of the Lord was there upon him. Hallelujah. So we're going to go up to line 22. Jesus led us up to line 22. And the likeness of the firmament upon the heads of the living creature was as the color of, a, of the terrible crystal stretched forth over their heads above. And under the firmament were their wings straight, the one toward the other. Everyone had two which covered on this side, and everyone had two which covered on that side, their bodies. And when they went, I heard the noise of their wings like the noise of great waters as the voice of the Almighty, the voice of speech, as the noise of an host. And when they stood, they let down their wings. And there was a voice from the firmament that was over their heads when they stood and had let down their wings. And above the firmament that was over their heads was the likeness of a throne as the appearance of a sapphire stone. And upon the likeness of the throne was like the likeness of the appearance of a man above upon it. And sapphires got like that purplish color. And as I saw as the color of amber... As the appearance of fire round about within it, okay, that's what he said that, that Jesus is looking like, like like his, his appearance kind of looks like amber. Um, and it says, the appearance of fire round about within it, from the appearance of his loins even upward, and from the appearance of his loins even upward, and the, from the appearance of his loins even downward, I saw as it were the appearance of fire and it had brightness round about as the appearance of the bow a rainbow that is in the cloud in the day of rain so was the appearance of the brightness round about this was the appearance of the likeness of the glory of the Lord and when i saw it i fell upon my face and i heard a voice of one that spake hallelujah so this is this is what we have to prepare ourselves for hallelujah and so now we're going to go we're going to go back into The Exodus story—that is um, what what we have to recognize. How we have to recognize the voice of God. Ezekiel was shocked to hear and see the voice in the presence of God. Hallelujah! But we have to know, again, just like we uh, we 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 experienced and read about in one of the earlier sermons called "Jesus Comes with the Storm." um, We have to prepare ourselves for this. We have to prepare ourselves. Okay, because Jesus is going to take us out of these places, out of America and these different countries with power and great glory. Hallelujah. He's coming with power and great glory. Hallelujah. So we're going to go, we're going to, Jesus led us back to Exodus 19. Okay, and this is when the children of Israel experienced that power and great glory. We're just gonna backtrack a little bit. Okay, we read that the uh, children of Israel went from the um from Eileen to the wilderness of sin to Rephidim to Meribah Right and and which is in the Kadesh area and then to Mount Sinai right and then um now Moses is about to go up on the mountain. Okay, and it says here it says in the, in Exodus 19 in the third month when the children of israel were gone forth out of the land of egypt the same day came they into the wilderness of sinai for they were departed from rephidim and were come to the desert of sinai and had pitched in the wilderness and there israel camped before the mount okay they set up camp they set up their tents okay and moses went up unto god and the lord called unto him out of the mountain saying thus shalt thou say to the house of jacob and tell the children of israel You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians and how I bear you on eagles wings and brought you unto myself Now therefore if you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant then you shall be a peculiar Treasure unto me above all people. He said a peculiar Okay, a different an individual unique Okay treasure unto me above all people for all the earth is mine And you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests, and an holy nation. These are the words which thou shalt speak unto the children of Israel. This is what he's telling Moses. Hallelujah. This is what he's telling him. And Moses came and called for the elders of the people, and laid before their faces all these words which the Lord commanded him. And all the people answered together and said, All that the Lord has spoken, we will do. And Moses returned the words of the people unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Moses, Lo, I come unto thee in a thick cloud, that the people may hear when I speak with thee and believe thee forever. And Moses told the words of the people unto the Lord. And so he's saying to Moses, I'm coming in a, in a cloud. I'm coming in a storm. Okay? Tell them that I'm coming in the storm. So when the storm does come, when you see that cloud, you know that it's me. You know that it's my presence. They're going to be able to feel my presence. Hallelujah! And the Lord said unto Moses, Go unto the people and sanctify them today and and tomorrow, and let them wash their clothes, purify them, separate them, cleanse them, help them. Okay, that's what that's what the sanctify means. And be ready against the third day. For the third day. The Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai. So they had to prepare themselves. Just like we are preparing ourselves now. Praying, repenting, fasting. Remember on the uh, in, in later on in Ezekiel and Isaiah um, and then in Kings, they always talked about there was a watchman. Okay? There was a watchman that stood on top of the, uh, and Mr. Ben, you, you, you probably know a little bit about this, too. In the military, there was a, there was a watchman, more so in the, um, in, the, in, in the past, in the olden days, um, less now, more so. I mean, now it's more of a, uh, a, of a tower or a lookout with somebody with a telescope um, or, or binoculars or something like that. But they would sit on a tower or a high spot or a roof, and they would watch and see, right, in the encampment, on the wall, on the border of wherever this encampment was and they would watch on top of on the top of the fortress and they would look to see who was coming if there was the, if it was the enemy if it was friendly if it was uh, uh um, somebody that was an ally if it was an the enemy they would they would sound an alarm okay back in the in the biblical days it was a it was a trumpet okay and just like how we read in revelation there's those trumpet calls hallelujah when Jesus spoke to Ezekiel, Ezekiel, he was saying to Ezekiel, I have set you as a watchman. Okay, so a certain ones of us as prophets, he is set as watchmen to sound the alarm. Just like John the Baptist saying, Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. Repent. He was his voice was like a Jesus said that his voice was like a sounding trumpet. That was that was the same thing that Ezekiel was doing. That's the same thing he's called a lot of us to do. That our voices are sounding trumpets to warn. Okay? Of a coming storm, of, a, of of what's to come, and in this case, the presence of God coming. Prepare yourselves. But Jesus is coming. Prepare yourselves. Repent, okay. Sanctify that. That's our sanctification. That's our washing, okay. Washing in the water of the Word, being washed by the water of the Word. Repenting, being washed by the Spirit. Continue to wash ourselves every day with repentance. That's why Jesus said, "Live a life of repentance." Prepare yourself because he's coming. He's at the very doors at the very gates. We can see the things happening in the world right now. Hallelujah And so it says And be ready against the third day for the third day The Lord will come down in the sight of all the people upon Mount Sinai And thou shalt set bounds boundaries unto the people round about saying take heed to yourselves that you go not up into the mount or touch the border of it Whosoever toucheth the mount shall surely be um, surely put to death. Be surely put to death. There shall not an hand touch it, but he shall surely be stoned or shot through. Whether it be beast or man, it shall not live. When the trumpet, there's the trumpet, soundeth long, they shall come up to the mount. Okay. So when the trumpet sounded long, we knew and we know that it's a call to to gather. Okay. Just like we are experiencing now, It's a call to gather. There's a call for fellowship. There's a call for revival. All right, Jesus is calling all of us back to Himself. Okay, and and we go through through um, a series of the, of, the, of calling us back to Himself. Because as He calls us closer, He calls us to release different things. Hallelujah. This is the same thing. When the trumpet sound of long, they shall come up to the mount line 14 in exodus 19 and moses went down from the mount unto the people and sanctified the people and they washed their clothes and he said unto them be ready against the third day come not at your wives and it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount okay and and i can feel this prophetically the holy spirit speaking saying Remember when he says when he talks about the third day, three days, okay, that a day is like a thousand years, okay. We keep that in mind, okay. That there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that were in the um, camp trembled; they they were scared, okay. And so we we have a, we're living in a similar time now again. You know, um that, that signifies the time that we live in, that, that that those three days that a day for God is a thousand years. Okay? That's 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 three thousand years. That's the time that we live that we live in. Okay, three thousand years, two thousand and some change, which you can you can say, um from the time that Jesus was crucified. This is the time that we live in line 17 and Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God and they stood at the nether part of the mountain so they stood at the the back of the mountain and Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly the whole mountain shook and when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder Moses spake and God answered him by a voice And the Lord came down upon upon Mount Sinai. Okay, so those trumpets got louder and louder. They sounded long. Okay, they kept sounding, telling the people to gather. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount. And Moses went up. And the Lord said unto Moses, Go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze, and many of them perish. And let the priests also which come near to the Lord sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, The people cannot come up to Mount Sinai, for thou chargest us, saying, Set bounds about the mount, and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up. Thou and Aaron with thee, but let not the priests and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake unto them. And so what he's talking about is, Jesus started to to give them an order. Of The order of things with the priests the which was what became um, Well, they already were the Levites, but they were they were charged or given a, a job as priests Hallelujah, so we have to uh, we have to log out um, Briefly and then we have to log um, right back in All right, give me just a second here. All right. So he's starting to give them an order. He's just starting to give them an order and a way of doing things. Y'all hear me? Y'all not able to hear me? Can't hear? Can you hear me now? Okay. Alright. So um, Jesus started to give the children of Israel an order. Okay? An order. He started to put the Levites in place. He's this is what he's this is what he's beginning to do by telling them that the priest should come up. Okay? Alright. And we said that um, the Lord said unto him, Away get thee down, and thou shalt come up, and Aaron with thee let not the priests and the people break through okay so he said Aaron okay and and, and later on he's going to um, to bring the priest and let the priests which come near to the Lord sanctify themselves okay because they're gonna come up they're gonna come up later but he just told Aaron to come up with him for now because Aaron had already um, been uh, close in a way to to God to Jesus himself okay um, by being there with um, Moses through the whole um, Exodus, hallelujah. And so Jesus led us um, to go straight on through right into Exodus 20, okay? Which is where Moses um, is given the 10 commandments by God himself. And God spake all these words saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, okay? Egypt was known as the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. Okay. And a graven image is, is basically a um, a graven image is something that is uh that is sculpted or that is uh, shaped. Okay. An engraving you can think of engraving an engraving where you um, press something um, into uh, an object or um, or a carving of some sort. Okay, that's an engraving. Okay, and then an engraved image is anything that you sculpted, that you make it, that you shape. Okay, and so that's this is what we're looking at. Thou shall not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them, for I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me Okay, and that that's that's something that we should remember too, okay Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third right third and fourth generation Okay Hallelujah the last time we were talking about 400 years A 400 year captivity or a 400 year slavery scenario and this is what we're looking at this is why that is so significant jesus said from the third and fourth generation hallelujah of them that hate me line six and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Okay. Showing mercy. Okay. Unto thousands that love me. Line seven. And thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that take of his name in vain. Okay. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Line nine. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath day of the Lord thy God, in it thou shalt not do any work, thou nor thy son nor thy daughter, thy manservant nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is that in, that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Honor thy father and thy mother, that thy days might be long upon the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant nor his ox nor his ass nor anything that is thy neighbors and all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking and when the people saw it they removed they that means they ran away they backed up and stood afar off and they said unto moses speak thou with us and we will hear but let not god speak with us lest we die and moses said unto the people fear not for God has come to prove you, and that His fear may be before your faces, that you sin not. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, Thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, You have seen that I have that I have talked with you from heaven. Okay. Are we saying here God has come to prove you? That his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. So he's saying that God has come. God has come to prove his presence to you. Okay. To let let you know that this is serious. This is real. This is true. And that you sin not. Okay. And this just tells you how um, hard-hearted. How stiff-necked. How uh, hard-headed the Israelites are were because they still of course they still we know that they still sinned after this instance and the Lord said unto Moses thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel you have seen that I have talked to, with you from heaven you shall not make with me gods of silver neither shall you make unto you gods of gold an altar of earth thou shalt make unto me and shall sacrifice therein thy burnt offerings And thy peace offerings, thy sheep and thine oxen in all places where I record my name I will come unto thee and I will bless thee And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it Neither shalt thou go up by steps unto mine altar, that thy nakedness be not discovered therein Hallelujah So we're going to read, we're going to read Exodus 21 Jesus let us right into Exodus 21, and of course we know that the that the children of Israel Did exactly what Jesus told them not to do? Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them if thou buy an Hebrew servant six years He shall serve and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing Okay That's a Hebrew servant remember it said that we're not supposed to covet we're not supposed to uh... Commit thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not commit thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant. Okay, nor any of his animals. This is where Jesus is talking about that I that he, he when when Peter talked about it that he that he, that he gives you, uh, not a new commandment but an old commandment that was from the beginning. Okay, to love thy neighbor. All of these things about um, bearing false witness against thy neighbor, not committing anything of the na- of our neighbors this is has everything to do with loving our neighbor. Remember Jesus said that he didn't come to abolish the law but to fulfill it and everything that he preached he fulfilled it. Hallelujah so again um, Exodus 21. Now these are the judgments which thou shalt set before them If thou buy an Hebrew servant six years he shall serve and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master have given him a wife, and she have borne him sons or daughters, the wife and their children shall be her masters, and he shall go out by himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my master, my wife, and my children, I will not go out free. That his master shall bring him unto the judges. He shall also bring him to the door, unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an awl. And he shall serve him for ever. And if a man sell his daughter to be a maidservant, she shall not go out as the men servants do. If she please not her master, who hath betrothed her to himself, then shall he let her be redeemed. To sell her unto a strange nation, he shall have no power, seeing he hath dealt deceitfully with her. And if he hath betrothed her unto his son, he shall deal with her after the manner of daughters. If he take him another wife, Her food, her raiment, and her duty of marriage shall he not diminish. And if he do not these three unto her, then she shall go out free without money. He that smiteth a man so that he die shall shall be surely put to death. And if a man lie not in wait, but God deliver him into his hand, then I will appoint thee as a place where he shall flee. But if a man come presumptuously upon his neighbor to slay him with guile, thou shalt take him from mine altar that he may die. So, if he, if you go to 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 kill somebody, if somebody were to go to kill somebody, um, intentionally, and he that smiteth his father or his mother shall be surely put to death. And he that stealeth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, he sure he shall surely be put to death. I'm repeat that again. And he that stealeth a man and selleth him, or if he be found in his hand, he shall surely be put to death. And he that curseth his father or his mother shall surely be put to death. And if men strive together, and one smite another with a stone, or with his fist, and he die not, but keepeth his bed, if he rise again and walk abroad upon his staff, then he shall that smote him be quit, only he shall pay for the loss of his time, and shall cause him to be thoroughly healed. And if a man smite his servant, or hit his servant, or his maid, with a rod, and he die under his hand, he shall be surely punished, notwithstanding if he continue a day or two, he shall not be punished, for he is his money. If men strive and hurt a woman with child, so that her fruit depart from her, so that the child dies, and yet no mischief follow, he shall surely he shall be surely punished, according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judges determine. And if any mischief follow, then thou shalt give life for life. Eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, burning for burning, wound for wound, stripe for stripe. And if a man smite the eye of his servant or the eye of his maid that it perish, he shall let him go free for his eyes' sake. If he smite out his manservant's tooth or his maidservant's tooth, he shall let him go free for his tooth's sake. Okay. And so, when 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 we, we, we you see this in. The Sermon on the Mount, Jesus talking about, you saw that um that in the in the law it said an eye for an eye or two for two. This is the context. Okay, a lot of these scriptures are taken out of context. If an ox gore a man or a woman that they die, then the ox shall surely be stoned, and his flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox shall be quit. But if the ox were wont to push with his horn in time past, and it have been testified to his owner, and he have not kept him in, that he hath killed a man or or the woman, the ox shall be stoned, and his owner also shall be put to death. If there be laid on him a sum of money, then he shall give for the ransom of his life, whatsoever is laid upon him. Whether he have gored a son or have gored a daughter, according to this judgment, shall it be done unto him. If the ox shall push a manservant or a maid servant, he shall give unto their master thirty shekels of silver, and the ox shall be stoned, and if a man shall open a pit, or if a man shall dig a pit, and not cover it, and an ox or an ass fall therein, the owner of the pit shall make it good, and give money unto the owner of them, and the dead beast shall be his. And if one man's ox hurt another, lest he die, then they shall sell the live ox, and divide the money of it. And the dead ox also they shall divide. Or if it be known that the ox have used the push, used to push in time past, and its owner have not kept him in, he shall surely pay ox for ox, and the dead shall be his own. Okay. Hallelujah. And so Jesus gave us these laws. He gave the the, the, the the children of Israel these laws so that they know how to sanctify themselves. The same way that Jesus gave us the Sermon on the Mount so that we know how to sanctify ourselves, how to separate ourselves, how to be that holy people, that priestly kinghood. King that 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 that, that, that kingly priesthood, I'm sorry. And and so now he, he, He's blessed us with the Holy Spirit that brings us into all truth and brings all things to into our remembrance. These are the things. That he's talking about in the Sermon on the Mount. Let's give us greater perspective. These are the signs that are given. Wanting to separate ourselves more. Wanting to, to do more of his will. Wanting to improve. That's the refinement. Hallelujah. This is these are the signs that are given. These are the signs of the prophet. These are the signs of the call. These are the signs of the church, the multitude, the body. Hallelujah. And so um, I want to share just a short video um, that just um, talks a little bit about um, Mount Sinai and uh, the Holy Land site video that we watched in the uh, the past uh, few uh, sermons. We're going to take a look at that again uh, briefly. Uh, Just bear with me for just a second here. Hallelujah. Alright, pull this up, take a look at this. All right. will look me for just a second here. Hallelujah. Y'all see that? It's
2: coming out. I'm going to fold me up. There it is.
3: side these same figures so you can see in this video here this amazing coral figures that look like axles that look like chariot wheels and they're just all strewn out said as Yahweh Nisi which means in Hebrew the Lord is Yeah, says some of the following information about Gilgal that talks about the appearance of campsites in Israel for about eight or so weeks. They probably arrived at the Red Sea about a week or less from the time they left Egypt. Then they went three days into the wilderness and camped at Mara. From Mara they went to Elam, where they camped for several weeks. We then find in Numbers 33:10 that the Israelites then journeyed from Elam and camped by the Red Sea. Now it appears that they backtracked to Elam, and then from there went to the Wilderness of Sin. From Elam they traveled to the Wilderness of Sin. Exodus 16.1 says, Israel came to the Wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the fifteenth day of the second month after their departure from the land of Egypt. So when they arrived at the Wilderness of Sin, they had been gone from Egypt for about six weeks. From the wilderness of Sin, they traveled to Rephidim where they camped for a week or so. Then they arrived at Mount Sinai in the third month after leaving Egypt. The beginning of the third month would have given them two months time to reach Mount Sinai. They would then stay at Mount Sinai for about a year. Here they would receive the law Build a tabernacle, and be taught to obey God's laws and principles. Now it appears that after crossing the Red Sea, that shortly thereafter, Moses' wife and children went to be with Jethro, Moses' father-in-law. Then later, after Moses arrived at Mount Sinai, his wife and family rejoined him. Now where would Moses' father-in-law have lived in this area? Well, just east of Mount Sinai is the town of Al-Bad. Located in this town are two incredible pieces of evidence that links Moses to this area and that it was indeed the land of Midian. First, the name of a historical and archeological site in this area is called Madian. This is the same word as Midian. It's the Arabic word for Midian at this site are what are known as the caves of jethro inside these caves are ancient tombs rooms and interesting findings this site has been preserved by the saudi government and has a long tradition of being known as midian and the location of the tribe of jethro the second piece of evidence is a close-by well that is called the well of moses The Saudis have long believed that this is the well where Moses met the daughters of Jethro and Muslims from around the world come to see it. The Saudi locals are excited to point out that this is the well of Moses and it is also an archaeological site that has been preserved by the Saudi government. All this evidence points out that Jethro once lived here, that it was the place where Moses lived while in Midian and that the well here is where he met the daughters of Jethro and protected them and Jethro's sheep from other tribesmen. This area is close by to Mount Sinai and would fit the biblical account of how Moses took Jethro's sheep to graze in higher pastures there as it's only about 25 miles or 40 kilometers due east. It was quite common for shepherds to take their flocks to higher ground in the summer months to find rich pasture lands at higher elevations. It also would have only been a two day journey from where Jethro and Moses lived to Mount Sinai. All this is convincing evidence that Mount Sinai is close by to Albad and this area and that it was indeed the land of Midian where Moses lived and got married after fleeing from Egypt. Now the amount of evidence around Mount Sinai here, which today is called Jabal Makla, reveals this place is indeed the true Mount Sinai. It is all quite convincing, so let's now look at all of the evidence here at this Mount Sinai, which is known again as Jabal Makla. First of all, the Bible states that the Israelites camped at the base of Mount Sinai for around a year. Interestingly, at the base of this mountain here is a large flat area where the Israelites could have camped. It is huge in size and had streams of water and pasture land for their livestock to graze. Also, the climate was perfect as it is higher in elevation, so it's not hot in the summer and it's comfortable in the winter. Next, Exodus 19.18 states that, Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and its smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mountain quaked violently. The top of these mountains are dark, showing signs of burnt marks. The outer parts of the rocks are black, but on the inside, they are brownish in color. And you can see here, there's been some rocks that have been chipped away, You can see that on the outside they're black, and on the inside they are brown. This seems to be more evidence that this mountain and the surrounding mountains close by were covered with fire and smoke. Now from Mount Sinai, God gave the Ten Commandments to the nation of Israel and supernaturally wrote them on tablets of stone with his own finger. This was an earth-shattering event. Scripture says the mountain was on fire for six days and appeared as if it was going to be consumed and the Israelites who saw this were terrified as they beheld everything that took place. The Bible also speaks about how Moses and 70 elders of Israel went up the mountain to worship God. The elders were to stay at a distance from Moses and could only go part way up. Interestingly, There is a natural plateau partway up the mountain where this event could have happened. Another piece of strong evidence is that at the base of this mountain an altar has been discovered. This would match what scripture states in Exodus 24, 4 and 5. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. Then he got up early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain with twelve memorial stones for the twelve tribes of Israel.
1: All right, we're gonna we're gonna stop there. Hallelujah. Does anybody have anything? Any uh, personal revelations? Anything you got out of this that you want to share? Any, any any testimony? Anything like that? Hallelujah. We can share if you guys, anybody wants to share. Hallelujah.
2: Again. Of course, it was something that I wanted to reflect on that from um, um, Exodus 20 um, and it was about the, um, the, the Ten Commandments and that's all I wrote down was the Ten Commandments. I actually didn't write down what my reflection was so I forgot what it was, but it's all right. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure to come back to me at another time. We'll will discuss it. I just don't remember what it was to do it at this time. Sorry.
1: Okay, it's all right. It's all
2: right.
1: You got anything, uh, Mr. Ben? No, no, I don't really have anything,
2: today you know, it's always uh, just uh, interesting to me anytime time that, um, you know, kind of revisit Exodus and, you know, I'm just always amazed of um, how the people could hear God speaking to Moses, talking um, all these daily miracles, you know, well, but You know, know, right at night, I mean, you name it, right? Yeah. And how these stickles still would send, it kind of, it kind of bogged in mind. I would think that, and and I like to think too, if I was there, there's no way. All I had to do was see that one time. But it's one thing that I had to remind myself. Of uh, is that so? You wasn't because it's the nature of man. It's the thing that went in, but in a no matter what we do,
1: right?
2: A lot of times it's gonna always fall down to our nature. You know, after Adam and Eve fell, and we got that sinful nature. It's always the ugly head of you know, and right. even amen. With the Almighty. Would you imagine if you heard the Almighty? And I'm be like, we hear him and we know he's speaking to us, but an audible voice forming from the sky, you know, or you would think that, I'm scared, death. I'm, I ain't, I ain't, no, no more sin. I ain't doing nothing, I ain't doing this. Right. You know, you would think that all of us would say, yeah, that would be me, I don't know what was wrong with them Israelites, right? but if I was there, I would have felt right in line and that would have been the hardest thing from my mind, you know, and the truth is, tell you what, because it's your nature. <laughs> your nature and this human body is a sinful nature, you know, and, you know, it was, they needed that. I mean we have the Holy Spirit, you know, you know, to help and guide us. I mean, like you know, these what you for you know, all these you know these part of that we have that God. But they have the actual tangible stuff, yeah. We generally don't have the tangible stuff. You know, we have the faith and God, you know, speak, you know, through us, you know, of course through, through his word you know, the you know, Holy Spirit, you know, our faith and belief, you know, and, you know, you, you have to kind of, you know, you know, I always wonder every time I revisit, you know, the story, you know, the Exodus and how, um, you know, all through the Bible, the, had the tangible stuff, right? Amen. Even
0: yeah. when
2: Jesus was walking with the ministry, it was right. a bunch of tangible things that you can actually put your fingers on, right? You know, a lot of people, if I can't see it, taste it, feel it, or touch it, I'm not believing it. You know, some people that right. If I can't explain it, if I can't touch it, feel it, if I can't see it, and they don't talk to me, then, uh, you know, with some people, it has to be 100% true, you know.
1: Right.
2: You know, like with the got God explain how the world came into play. You know, instead of accepting, well, you know, Bible says, this is how I can't pray, and that God, and folks will say, well, I mean, God's all there. Was He the only one? Is it, did He do that with all the other solar systems? or any other solar systems out there? You know, and I'm like, I don't know, and I don't care. I just know what the Bible says. Mm-hmm. And anything else, maybe, maybe not. God told me enough of what I need to know. To for now and they have caught on everything that he's not gonna to reveal to us all the time Of will You know, I mean it's it, it's uh it would be kind of big of us to think that we got God down pat and we understand and we know his most infinite thought
1: right. and Amen. just
2: everything that he has done and right. just just infinite. and and who are we to say for well, what I know what the Bible says and that's what I'm sticking to if he did some other stuff out there so big but apparently that's not what he needs me to know. For me and for us, this is what is going on for our world, you know. Amen.
1: And yeah.
2: And if somebody would say, Well, how do you know? I said, Look, I don't know. I mean if you ask me someone's answer, is, I don't know. If you say, Well, God ever talks to you in my heart, but never heard his voice in my heart. But did he actually like audible? No, but well, that's not the truth. Some people may, some people may not, some people may have had heard of something audible, but most of the time it's him speaking to you in your heart through the Holy Spirit, you know. And either you accept that, or you don't. And if you don't accept it, you're going to look for answers, Outside of where? Yes, yeah, outside of your faith. I mean, we're a faith. Faith. When Jesus came and he died on the cross and he went back to sit on the right hand of the Father he left us the Holy Spirit, you know, to guide us, to live within us, if we choose to accept him, you know. The world generally doesn't, you know, because the world needs, some kind of tangible, explainable, excuse, or it's not possible, you know, all the kinds of stuff. We deal with faith. Amen. And yep. some of the faith is interesting for us to learn and prove, like the videos, and, and you can show some of the proof. But for us, whether that proof is there or not, it's not a point. It's interesting, good to know, you know, but for us faith, it's our faith. It's not that I can prove that this happened, or I can prove that that happened, and here's the proof that Jesus walked these dusty roads in Palestine, and here's the proof here, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's something that's interesting to something with 50 know you know, but it's kind of like that is something for maybe the non believers try to prove that the scientists might say this didn't happen. Well, if you want to get into the scientific level, here's the proof, scientific, that this did happen. That you know, Moses did practice this Here's some proof that Worcester did come out from that rock. You know, here's the proof that fire and smoke was at the top of this mountain. Here's the proof, right? But that's not for us. We are crazy believers. Problem we believe it. You know, that's for the worldly folks that want to keep saying that it didn't happen, and it's good, you know, for us to see it, but that's not necessary. It's good, but it's not necessary because that was a straight faith, and either we believe it, brother, we had somebody. who was look, I got proof that Jesus doing this. Here's the proof. Here's the tomb. I'm like, well, cool, but Jesus doing this, and I never had to see that tomb a day in my life. You know,
0: right. because it's
2: in here. You know? When when I asked for them, and um, and it's all good. Nothing wrong. Any any knowledge of the Bible and anything you can learn, you know, it's, it's all good. Anytime you can learn more and more about God's word and, and the history, you know, and and, and the life experiences, it, it's all good. You know, and uh, some of the truth stuff uh, is kind of it's kind of academia. For where academia tries to show that now nah, this didn't exist, you know, we then you have kind of like the academia side on the Christian side saying, here's the proof it did exist, and here's the proof to offset the other academia that say it was Big time Theory and just this, this and that and that right, but then you have the Christian academia that kind of fights against that part, but for the but for the believer. It's interesting. It's good, and but that is not going to be the part of you. If you don't have the faith and the belief inside here, that is not going to bring you to and by someone proving that this did happen. It kind of got to happen in You got to accept it that it did happen, because most of the time we're not going to get nowhere near enough tangible proof, you know, that it did happen to bring us. You know, to Christ, you're going to have to have a, as they say, a Jesus Christ moment and accept Him, bring them into your heart. The Lord reveals all this stuff to you, and you don't have to have seen any proof other than the proof that you know what Jesus revealed to you. You know, Amen. and um, I, always, I always find it interesting about how much they struggle after they came out of Egypt, I just find that so interesting that uh, I wonder, would the same thing happen, taking the people from now? You take the same people, whatever, whatever, a mixture of a bunch. Mm-hmm. Put them in their time, but with the mindset of today's mindset, and you put them in Egypt, and they were enslaved, and then you put them out, and then they actually saved, you, know what you gotta um, got
1: we gotta log out and log back yeah. in because i I want to um, continue that just log out real quick.
0: <laughs> okay, go, go ahead. <laughs> you know, it is
2: always, it's just always amazing. And I think if you talk, it is results to be the same because you took modern day man now with all his scientific everything and you name it. Even Christians that battle, you know, with trying to stay faithful, and if you put them in that same scenario, coming out of Egypt, going across the river into the wilderness, being fed by man, and life night, 19 games the whole nine, and then the first episode that pops up when they want to do crime, say, wish we could have stayed in Egypt, you brought us out of here for the us in the wilderness. And they had already seen all these great miracles, and it's just I mean, I know the answers answer can't right? mm-hmm. but it's still amazing, right? And I think the same thing would happen if he took modern day man and put him in that same situation coming out. Uh, I think the results would be the same. No matter how smart they were, no matter what their education was, you put them in that same send them out there, they did seen the Red Team part, they didn't see the court save them from that. Yeah, see them feed them with water, day and night, they didn't have to travel in total the darkness, he lift away for them, you name it. And yeah. still
1: Amen. They not not be mine.
2: Right. <laughs> Sound like man, don't oh, yeah, yeah, say This is this is and actually fact
1: Go ahead, go ahead, Miss Donna. Oh, go
2: ahead there. Um, I was just gonna say that I think at the similar... Thing where, where you were speaking earlier during the sermon, and you were saying how um our um when we when we have um perfectly good and godly um intentions with our family, and how our family um don't they don't catch it, they don't grow from it. But right. let us leave our family, you know, go outside of our family. It's like we can convince outside of our family um, quicker than we can with our family. It's, it's a similar thing because, and the whole thing is, um, well, they watched you grow up. They watched you go through your trials and your tribulations, and they don't understand that this was before them. Um, Jesus came into your life, just before exactly. Jesus saved you before he gave you the knowledge that you have you know, and so just because they knew you before, they think they still know you, but you're a totally different person, but they're not willing to give you that chance just because they knew you from before. So similar to the same thing but if you realize, um, and and in the different scriptures, um, Jesus sent his disciples away from their family, away from their, from their hometowns. the family they were born in. They, right. He sent them away because he knew that they would have a better receiving from strangers than from the people that he was raised around and the people that they. Amen. And that's all I wanted
1: to Amen. say. Remember, remember Amen. Jesus said that when he's when he said that no prophet is welcome in his own hometown, he was in his hometown. He was in Nazareth. And when after he preached that scripture about Isaiah about the about the um the blind seeing and the and the lame walking, and this scripture has been fulfilled in your ears. Then he said that and he went, you know, he, he shared a few a little bit more. Um uh, mm-hmm. they pushed him off the hill. There's a really good episode of The Chosen where they showed that they showed him in Nazareth. I think we told y'all about it. They showed that whole that whole scripture, and they brought it to life, and it was really amazing because it's the same thing. But it's interesting that you talk about um, too that you know what if you put the people from now into that in, in that same scenario of the Red Sea crossing and the Exodus and all those things happen because it is it is going to happen again. We have to think about that because that's going to happen again. If you read Isaiah 11, it is going to happen again. This is why we continuously preach on it because it's going to happen again. This is why we have to be ready. This is why we, why we have to prepare ourselves because we are going to meet Jesus face to face and we're going to go through things again. It's not how we think it's not going to happen the way that that we think it's going to happen because the churches have not talked about this. Hallelujah. There's a there's a no another part of when Jesus there Jesus comes that we gonna we're gonna have to go through. Jesus is 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 going to he he is going to to um, test our faith through the things that are getting ready to happen, and we're already seeing it now. We're already seeing unfolding now. Okay, it's a coming storm, and so we're gonna have to go through this. Again. We're gonna we're gonna put out a a um uh... image um a, a graphic a meme that Jesus inspired us to do. Where it said, uh, where we in, in the graphic it says, um, if um, many people will not want to leave their cell phone to follow Jesus, and that's a that's a that's a real and true thing. Like these are some of the things that that a lot of people won't be willing to leave behind, even though they see Jesus standing in front of them and they see the waters um, split up in front of them and they and they literally have to see the path to freedom. But don't want to give up these mm-hmm. things. That that's that, and that's a that's a real and true thing. We have to think about these things because it really is true. This, this is these are something that these are things that we really are facing, right now. Hallelujah, yeah. Jesus, Jesus is is watching very closely, and, and and we're we actually we're facing it now, and we're going to face it when He comes. It's not too far from right from right now. He's at the very doors, the very gates, and so we have to we have to pay close attention to the things. To these things, because remember, he sent his disciples out with nothing. That was to prepare them, because even they weren't used to that. They also depicted that in the in the chosen. They did a really good job on that too. Um, But they weren't even used to that. Remember when he when he sent the uh, the Israelites out of Egypt, he said, "Go in haste. Have your have your, uh, your 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 clothes on your back, your staff in your hand." Don't put any um don't put any leaven in that bread because it's gonna take too long to cook. They cooked it quick. And they took in they and they came out with with um some of that stuff. And and the other part of it is they left with riches that the Egyptians gave them. Mm-hmm. And again but we, I think have Again, we live in okay, modern day Egypt. But,
2: and I think it to be real quick, you don't have to be like guessing. You know what's going on. When the time comes, Jesus is going to be making it quite clear. It won't be like, oh, I, I misunderstood or Nope, I you will not. Uh, you will
1: not misunderstand.
2: Right, straight, straight up so, like it was right I mean, it was straight up and down. They seen it. It was there, so it didn't like you had to guess whether they need to follow or am I? Doing. It was right there and your things and wasn't Satan doing these things right, you know, helping me. so, I mean I don't think it's gonna be any mystery when the things start happening. It's just the the, the the thing's gonna be like you said, are you gonna be willing when it's right there in your face, are you gonna be willing to dismiss it, give it up, go here or do what the Lord is you know, um having you to do. I think it's going to make it quite clear. I don't think it's going to be um, him making you have to uh, really think about it. I think it's going to be uh, pretty clear. But most of the time in, in all of the history you know, you didn't have to think about when the Lord was showing you these things. and pretty much telling you straight up. I it mean, wasn't like a uh, did I, am I, you know, it was pretty straightforward. You know what I mean? For you know, throughout the time, guess. a lot of it was him just him just telling you and showing you, and it wasn't a whole lot of mystery and where to follow unless you just really didn't want to give up. You know, uh, uh, some of those things. It's just like when Jesus was telling um telling the guy to had all those riches, but he wanted to know what he had to do. What did he tell him. He told him exactly what. To do what he had to do, so he didn't have to wonder or guess. But what did he do? He fainted away because he couldn't give up those riches, right? But he had a choice, and he knew it wasn't, you know, Jesus making him wonder about it. He, he told him straight up, This is what we have to do with this, all of it. you know, and it he all up and follow it. me. Ask that the choices with us when the times are coming. It's going to be pretty straightforward, and you're either going to choose to follow him, do it, or you're going to choose to, I can't give up, I can't give up my money, I can't give up my car. I can't do this. And it's not going to be um, guessing and wondering. You know, it's going to be in your face, great, least believe. I don't think that he's going to make it so um, vague, if you know what I mean. I don't think it's going to be anything vague. I think it's going to be just like it was. When the things were happening, when they came out of Israel, wasn't nothing big about that. They came out with a arm uh, in your face, you know. When you know when uh, 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 other things happened, it was Jesus telling them directly, and either they faded away because they because tradition, they just didn't want to, you know, believe or or not. So I think when the choices. When people are um, when people become faced with these choices, it's gonna be pretty clear cut, and you're either gonna choose like some of the rich folks did, and some of the other folks do go the other way, right? You know, or you're gonna choose to, or you're gonna say yes or And I think uh, I don't think that um I don't think you're gonna have to worry about am I am I making the right decision? You're gonna know. What decision you want to make your heart is either going to be there or your heart is going to be, you know, against them. And I think the people part that are going to be with them, they're going to fall right in line. And the ones that aren't, the like fact of the ones that didn't in past times, you know, people curse. Some first because they just wasn't going to give up their lifestyle, wasn't going to give up whatever, whatever, Right. and they were going to... Too to, consistent to till hell freezes over, you know. And, and I think that, uh, I think that you know, this is gonna make it pretty clear, you know. And I don't think it's gonna always be we're gonna go, I don't think we're always gonna go ahead of time, but when it happens, I think it's gonna make it quite clear what the choice needs to be. And then it's gonna be up to the you know, for people. This is your choice, you know. Please, please, please. For you now. And it's going to be both that, like you said, just like back in them gave. They gonna be the choice. I mean, do you need more than start opening up the team? Amen. Do you need any other thing after that? Yeah. You know, after that, I don't think I need any more convincing, even though there was a lot of stuff after that, right? So they, it was right there in their face from the very beginning when he. Well, I think that was maybe coming out of Egypt. I would have had some hesitation, wondering if this Moses guy know what the heck he's talking about, and we've seen some miracles, and yeah, you know they crushed us out of Egypt, and we got all these things, and they just kicked us out of here with gold and everything. They wanted us gone. Uh, it's unbelievable. I ain't eating them rocks again. Happy days are here, and then it comes the church, you know, and and Jesus. Going right to that thing, and who put us open up. How gracious would that be? Do you think that you would need any more conviction after that if you were kinda of like you know, do you think did you see yourself falling back after that? I can see a little bit of the stuff getting there and coming out and then, you know, Pearl constantly, you know, wanting to be on the heels and stuff. I can see that. But then after they got past that first depression, he just sent them to that rich city with the life. You know, they had life as they were doing through it. Right. You know, Mr. way for them going through the Hard of it. And I would think that after that, would you think he would be still murmuring because something didn't, you know, I don't know. I don't I, I would hope I wasn't. <laughs> and I, what we I can't saying, really said. say because right now we um, or right now in the point in time of our lives we um know Jesus we have a, a pretty good relationship, it can be better but we do have a pretty good relationship with him and so at this point at this stage in our lives I can't see us murmuring but but well, I think that we we would have to be in that position, really. Yeah. Definitely, just like when God brought them out of Egypt, they brought them out with a strong arm. It wasn't no, it wasn't no who's no soft touch here. I mean, it was like whoo, right? Mm-hmm. And I would see, yeah, this is taking happening.
1: Amen. You know,
2: yeah. it's gonna be a strong arm. You know, it's gonna,
1: it's happen, gonna happen the same happen way.
2: Strongly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, and you either you gonna. Know, I got to do what? I got to leave my dad behind or what? I mean, can't I, can't I, can't I like just drive along with it while everybody else walks or something? Can I, can I drive a Jaguar? walk? Can I, you know? I don't know, you know, I'm just being a little silly. Can imagine, you know, the same thing happening, just like it did there, you know? We get a part of the way and then folks after Jesus and Took us through some of the turmoil, and we didn't got to a certain point, but it's not over. That some of us start to fade before we get to the other end, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Just wow. like they did, and when they came out of Egypt, oh, they was strong coming out, wasn't they? Oh, yeah. Everybody had to be happy, joyous, yeah. dancing, singing. Yeah. And All then, of that, because they, it thought, that it yep, they thought it wasn't going to be yeah. any more trials and tribulations. So uh, I think the same thing possibly been that when that time comes, we watch it going out of the nation, and, and and whatever we go out the nation with, and we're like going through that second one, and then we get to the other part where we now, the true problem was to folks that was just there for the bride. Mm-hmm. And they start paying off because here you know, staying the next rose, or whatever you want to call it, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's the mother folks in the road, you know, because it's just a day that has to be that way. That's how Jesus had the plan. And I know he already knows that some are gonna make it to the Red Sea. And some are gonna die in the wilderness. Even though they brought this way, he brought them through, and that was their chance to stay faithful and when they some among just sinned, and they turned and some went off you know yeah. can't you see the same thing happening this time around being rushed out of the evil wave and then you get into the second wave of okay here's some things not so cool i thought it was just gonna be all you know dumplings and candy And now i still got to deal with a little bit of this. Man, I'm going back here and grab my Jaguar and, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da. And, yeah, you know, I can see, you know, similar stuff happening when all of these things come to fruition and we'll start being thrust out of certain nations and stuff. And we may start with 500 million, but I guarantee you it won't be... Five hundred million when the time when we
1: yeah get through we, we got to think we got to think about part, these things. We may stop. No. Yeah, <laughs> we have to think about these things because it's not far from the truth at all.
2: And I think the way that we the I, I think what's gonna get us. Uh, is what is, what's going to get us to the point that we need to be is we have to think before we do things mm-hmm. and think in a sense of what if God's coming was right this, right this moment?
1: That's all we have is to think I'm about. I'm not doing think of it.
2: something that I don't want God to see. You know, I'm not doing something that God would not approve of and would cause him to leave me behind you know um, so those things we shouldn't be doing those things if it's anything that we would do that's against him and we know if we're doing it and we gonna leave us behind when he come what's gonna he's gonna feel some way about it he shouldn't be doing it hmm? yeah about doing you know I always kind of. you know
1: so, Mr. Father, you got something to say now? <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I wanted to show you. I want to show you this. <laughs> I want to show you this. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. I'm want to show you this real quick. Don't get us
2: started, boy. <laughs> see that? <laughs> it's coming up. Yes, we see it now.
1: We're gonna uh, we're gonna put this out pretty soon because this is the uh, this is the time period that we're living in and it's really true. it really is
2: true
1: it really is true and so we really do gotta think about this right now. We really do got to think about this because we really do we really do live in modern day Egypt and he's going he is going to take us out with a strong arm. so we do got to think about this we do got to think about what are the things that we're holding on to what are the things that we we are we coveting anything? are we holding anything above Jesus? That's why he said that. that's why he said you know even even when he said about mother and father, brother and sister. You know if you love me more than these you you have you, you are you are none of mine. You have no part in me So we do we, these are all the things we got to think about so I'm really glad you guys um, brought that up and, and, and That that made you think about this. This is this is even a purpose of some of these videos is to put ourselves in the shoes of the Israelites of the children of Israel during that time thinking about traveling through those areas traveling through those uh, those wilderness areas you know, um, walking through those those stones and rocks, you know, and it even says even the scriptures it says that, and you know, when we trust in 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 the Lord, that He strengthens us, that He revives us. So they they didn't have you know remember I said that that He carried them on eagles' wings. They weren't tired. It was that it was that they, it was right. it was more mental. It was more mental. Like I'm tired of walking. I'm tired of walking. They weren't physically tired, but it was like they were tired of walking. They were tired of of walking through um, those paths, and, and, and they were, they, you know, they even talked about they were tired of eating the same thing because they were eating the manna. But it was, it was the, it was the the, the objective, which was the promised land, and which was Jesus, that they were supposed to be focused on. And so we really are facing this. We really are facing this. So we do have to think about this jesus is 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 prodding us to look at this he's prodding us and we have to go into repentance for the things that we have put before him before him mentally the things that we have put before him physically because we do have to rid ourselves of these things yeah because we ha- and we have to prepare ourselves we have yeah. to be ready amen and so i I'm really glad you guys brought that up I'm really glad that uh, that uh that that caused you guys to, to think about that because that that's important. And so we'll we'll go ahead and end it there. So I know we gotta we gotta go we gotta go ahead and get the uh, the children in the bed, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll.
2: Okay, we'll, yeah, it's already late.
1: <laughs> we'll probably call late you guys. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll probably call you guys um, in the morning. Well, after we get out of church.